If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! People ask me why I care and put so much energy into associate engagement. My question to them is, how could I not? After everything, everyone at the worst did for my child, gave him the best possible care, gave him the opportunity to be a child, how could I not? care deeply for every single associate. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and the voice you just heard extolling the benefits of associate engagement is that of Dr. Allison Kraft, Director of Culture and Talent Development for Nemours Children's Health. By training and background, Dr. Kraft is an industrial and organizational psychologist whose focus is on helping to bring the science of psychology together with the art of human connection to help associates find meaning and value at work. In this role, Dr. Kraft is an ardent advocate for associate engagement across the enterprise. In this rebroadcast of an episode released in June 2022, she talks about the importance of measuring associate engagement and reveals the very personal reason why she is so passionate about associate engagement here at Nemours. It comes from an experience so profound that it led her to leave a dream job at NASA to join Nemours and further the engagement mission here. This rebroadcast ties in with the recent release of results of the Winter 2022 Associate Engagement Survey, to which 51% of Nemours Associates responded in late 2022. In a nutshell, you communicated that the main drivers of engagement are our connections to our patients and families and our commitment to quality that the standards of behavior and our mission-driven culture help foster a supportive team-based environment, and that there has been a significant improvement in the number of associates who feel they receive recognition and appreciation on a regular basis. In terms of opportunities, you and your fellow associates said you need better clarity on expectations and the connection to the future of Nemours, and that as an organization, we need to continue the work of evaluating our systems, process changes, and how they impact workload and our well-being. Associate engagement is a strategic imperative for Nemours, and is the bailiwick of the culture and talent team led by Dr. Kraft. So let's have her define associate engagement and explain why Nemours puts so much time and effort into it. Here's Dr. Allison Kraft. I'm going to answer the question in two ways. So there is the technical definition where the definition for engagement really is articulating this idea as the degree to which people will invest their cognitive, emotional, and behavioral energies towards positive organizational outcomes. And I am an IO psychologist, an industrial organizational psychologist, and so I'm 
one of those people who makes that definition. It always makes me laugh, though, because I feel like it actually removes so much humanism from the intent about what engagement actually means and what it represents and what we're trying to do. At Nemours, we really think about engagement as the emotional connection that we have to Nemours Children's Health, to our patients, to our vision of creating the healthiest generation of children. So it's really about how do we ensure that our culture and the environments in which our amazing associates work, how do we have the ability for them to align their intrinsic motivations, their passions, their personal values, that humanistic piece, which made them the givers who they are, who are trying to help these children. That's really the humanistic piece of how we describe engagement. And it's so important for Nemours because we know from a research perspective When there are engaged individuals who feel psychologically safe, who feel valued and feel like the organization cares about them, and if they have an opportunity to be their authentic selves, there is actually a very strong correlation that shows that they are psychologically safe, which directly correlates to better clinical outcomes. It reduces incidents of errors making it to the patient. You see patient satisfaction scores go up. Absenteeism can go down. I could go on and on for hours about why organizations like Nemours focus on it. But at the end of the day, as the person who helps strategically lead our engagement work, I will tell you that a big driver, it's the right thing to do. Our associates really are the heartbeat of Nemours, and we have to have the culture where they can thrive. And that is why we put so much time, energy, and investment into this idea of not only understanding our state of engagement, but thinking about when those areas where we have opportunities, how do we make Nemours a better place? Let's connect that engagement with the new tagline, the well beyond medicine that we've heard so much about over the past year and that we're going to be hearing for, I'm assuming, many years to come. What is the significance of engagement when it comes to well beyond medicine? A big piece of that connection is well beyond medicine is really articulating that recognition that more than 85% of a child's ability to achieve health actually occurs beyond our walls, beyond the doctor's office, if you will. And to make children truly healthy, we have to also go outside the walls of our hospitals and into the communities that we serve. If we want to effectively partner with the communities that we serve and be representative of those communities, as we advance our health equity work, our social determinants of care work, And we focus on cultural competency, engagement of the community, diversity, language proficiency. We will never be effective if we also don't take it through that internal lens to make sure that we are also internally focusing on that culture of belonging. So there's a really concrete connection to ensure that if our associates feel engaged, they're going to be the ones who can come up with the innovative ideas who can help us when maybe there are opportunities to advance health equity in a different way. When we're not being representative of our our communities, they can be the ones who say, hey, here's the area where we really need to focus. And if they don't feel free to speak up, if they don't exist in an environment that says, let's be positive disruptors, we're never going to be successful. So I see a clear line between our ability to impact well beyond medicine through the engagement of our associates. If I'm hearing you correctly, you can't have one without the other. A thousand percent. There's a huge correlation between our ability to serve our patients well, to see good patient outcomes, to see great patient engagement scores. Those always go up in correlation with an increase in engagement. 
So engagement is something that you and your team are very focused on. It's part of your strategic focus and talent development. Why is it so important to you? Well, talent development in general, and if you go into other organizations, we are what I like to call the cultural embedding gurus. <laughs> and essentially, that means that we try to advance the work of the organization by solely focusing on the people side of the workplace. So at Nemours, right, that's our standards of behavior. It's how we inspire and connect people to that mission and vision. It's helping people understand our values and teach them how to connect that to their decision making. So engagement is simply just important for the day-to-day functioning of any talent development team. But if I were going to answer that question, why it's important to me as the leader of talent development, who has a fantastic team, I'm going to have to go on the scenic route (laughs) to answer this one. I promise I'll get to the point. So my personal journey at Nemours started many years before I was an associate. I was the foster mom to a beautiful young boy, Hunter. In terms of medical complexity, my guy had a lot going on from the day he was born. He was a preemie who went through neonatal absence syndrome because his biological mother had been addicted to opioid. So basically, he was born addicted. Uh, The first time I met him was in a NICU at an institution in New York, which is where I'm from. And we spent the first year of his life bonding in the hospital. He was in the hospital the first 402 days of his life. Hunter had severe autism, a cardiac abnormality, sickle cell, a movement disorder, a neurological disorder, to name a few. (laughs) We went to the doctor a lot. At one point, we were averaging about 25 hours a week in a clinical setting. From the age of three to seven, we probably had 20 inpatient stays at least that were a week or more. That's not even counting the short-term ones. And through that experience, Hunter was terrified of doctors who always give themselves away because they were the wet coat. He would see it even as young as three and start to get really scared and really anxious. And with his autism, for him, when he would get scared, he didn't want people to be around him. He didn't want to be touched. And as a severely autistic child, he doesn't handle emotions the same way. So he would hit because he wants you away. So he would hit. Obviously, that's not a safe environment for the providers. It's not safe for them. And they can't care for my child if they can't get close to him. So from a very early age, almost every clinical visit ended with him being medically restrained when he was scared. It breaks your heart to feel like your child is being treated like a prisoner when he's receiving care. He is vulnerable and scared. And now he can't move and it scares him even more to know that most of his young life felt like it was defined not by him and this amazing little boy he was, but by his conditions and his complexities. I really felt like so many years of his life, he never just had the opportunity to be a child because he was always a patient. And then we found Nemours by pure happenstance. I had never heard of Nemours Children's Health. We were from New York. I moved to Florida. And we came to this beautiful institution and it was just different. It felt like every person from the security guard who would give him a high five to the cafeteria worker who knew 
that Hunter was going to ask for chicken nuggets and french fries. And that was all what Hunter ever wanted. So the cafeteria worker would see Hunter run up and he just handed it to him. He was ready to go. One time we were at the inpatient study at Nemours Children's Hospital, Florida. And Hunter had just had a terribly bad day. It's hard to be in the hospital. And he's always been notorious for being difficult to stick with his IV. So he had multiple sticks. He had a procedure that's just not pleasant. It was a GI procedure. And he was cranky and wanted nothing to do with mom. And so I was sitting in this room feeling helpless. Like, how do I help my child? And the environmental services worker, the person who's cleaning the room, walks into this room, sees my child in pain, and sits down because Hunter's watching a Yankees versus Red Sox game and starts to argue with my kid over who's better, the Yankees or the Red Sox. This is the guy who came in to empty the trash can to the beautiful, beautiful ENT doctor who saw he got scared of the white coat and she always remembered to take it off before we walked into the room. We only got to be at Nemours for 18 months because Hunter, unfortunately, passed away. But I promise you the last 18 months of his life were absolutely the best. And I owe so much of that to Nemours Children's Health because Nemours gave him the gift of being a child back. His clinical visits decreased significantly because of the integrative way we do care. And he just got the opportunity to be a kid. We finally got a dog because of Nemours because we had time for a dog. The pet therapist taught him how to pet appropriately. And even in that worst week of my life, when I knew my son was never going to leave the hospital again, I knew I was going to have to say goodbye. One of the last sounds I heard from him was giggling because the last week when we realized he wasn't going to get the transplant that he needed, the staff on their own fruition, every day they celebrated a different day with him. One day they did his birthday, one day they did Halloween, they did Christmas. And on the day before we put him into the medically induced coma that he never woke up from, he was laughing so hard because his staff came and dressed up as the Avengers, which was his favorite. He loved the Hulk so much. And his nurse, Nick, did the whole thing, green face paint, everything. And Hunter was making fun of Nick because according to Hunter, Nick was too skinny to be the Hulk. So like the last time I heard from him, was laughter. People ask me why I care and put so much energy into associate engagement. My question to them is, how could I not? After everything, everyone the worst did for my child, gave him the best possible care, gave him the opportunity to be a child, how could I not care deeply for every single associate? So when I say things like our associates are a heartbeat for me, it's not a tagline. It's really a reality I experienced, even though engagement always falls under a talent development umbrella. The reason my team puts more emphasis on it than other talent development teams is because we all have similar stories and we all love our associates. So how could we not focus on their experience? Well, first and foremost, I want to send my sympathies to you and your family with regard to Hunter. Thankfully, that last sound you heard from him was laughter. Very positive. Talk about your journey from being Hunter's mom to joining Nemours. How did that come about? <laughs> it's actually really funny. So the reason we moved to Florida, everyone at Nemours who knows me knows that I'm a huge geek nerd. 
And ever since I was a child, I've loved science fiction. Star Trek, Star Wars. I was obsessed with NASA and the space program. And so my whole trajectory in life was one day I'm going to get to NASA. I'm going to get there. And I got the opportunity. I said no to the job originally because I was so scared of moving Hunter to Florida from New York. Because even though I wouldn't have what I would call great things to say about the institution we went to, he grew up in that system for the most part. So they understood his medical complexities. They knew how to deal with him. Or so I thought. I had not been to the Moors yet. And it was really scary. And ultimately, I decided it's the right thing to do for my family. So we moved to Florida. I was working at NASA. And I actually was at a different institution. And I was struggling with the care I was receiving. I did not feel like the providers at this other institution spent enough time with Hunter to communicate to him. It felt like they were communicating around him. And for him, even though he was nonverbal, he needed you to talk to him so it wouldn't scare him. And finally, one day, one of his pediatric nurses pulled me aside and she said, Allison, let me tell you where I take my children. And my first reaction is like, I'm sorry, you don't take your children to the pediatric institution you work at? That feels very telling to me. And so I'm like, okay. She's like, I take them to this place, Nemours, which I had never heard of. And that's how I discovered Nemours, who they were. And the experience that we had, I was just like, NASA's got nothing on this place. Like, I wanted to come to NASA to advance science and make a difference in the world. And here's this institution that is advancing science. We are doing great research. We are helping improve the world. We are focused on social determinants of health. It is to help kids. How do you top that? So that's when I started to apply it no more. It took me a while to get in and I did. And I actually took what I would consider to be a position or two below where I was from an expertise perspective. But I wanted to work at Nemours so badly. I will tell you, from the moment I walked in the door, it has been nothing but constant support and development and growth. So that's really my journey about how I got to Nemours. And now you're up there, you're doing talent development, you're really directing this, and you're measuring this. How are you measuring this? What kind of measure do you use? And I know you did a survey back in January. What did that survey indicate to you? Are we an engaged population? Sure. So in terms of metrics, we do utilize an external vendor called Gallup. So associate engagement is actually part of our talent and cultural imperative underneath our next frontier strategic plan. It's so important to the organization. It is embedded in our strategic process. And so with that come the metrics. And that's what Gallup helps support us with. And we utilize Gallup simply because it aligns with Arna Moore's philosophy of being research and evidence-based and data-driven in what we do. And Gallup is world-renowned for being able to deliver those types of um, metrics for us. With regard to engagement, we are about what is considered 46% engaged. Now, under the Gallup methodology, there's three buckets, engaged, not engaged, and actively disengaged. So from a satisfaction perspective, people could be very satisfied, but not necessarily be in the engaged category. So I need to break that down because if you're not familiar with engagement, those numbers maybe don't sound wonderful, but it's actually very positive. Engaged means that you are wholly committed. You're answering fives to every single question on the survey. 
when you're asked daily, do you have the opportunity to do your best work? Five, without a doubt, every single day. Do you have the resources you need? Five, without a doubt, every single day. Those are very strongly worded responses, right? And so a lot of the times associates may answer a four because some days I have good days, some days I have bad days. And so that's what the non-engaged category means. It means that you're not emphatically saying a five. The best way I can describe it, if you're not familiar with IO psychology, I like to call these questions the will you marry me questions. We measure engagement by, yes, I will marry you. If there's a hesitancy of a doubt and people give four or three, they're not considered engaged. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So one, I want to level set because when we say 46% engaged, it sounds like Nemours is not an engaged culture, but the Gallup methodology is based on very strongly worded questions. To give context, if we were to compare ourselves to like organizations, they're only about 32% engaged, whereas we're 46% engaged. If you look at the U.S. workforce. And interestingly, what did surprise me, because our associates are amazingly resilient. Our associates have faced a lot over the past year, as we all have, but this global pandemic has hit healthcare in a different way than other organizations, institutions. Our national staffing shortage has impacted Nemours as well through the great resignation. Our number actually stayed the same compared to our last survey. Whereas in the U.S. workforce, we saw a dip of 4%. Across healthcare, we saw a dip of 8%. So while the numbers stay the same, the actual story is a pretty positive one saying that throughout it all, our associates are still deeply committed to where we're trying to go. They care about our children. They care about the patients. They care about each other, which is a beautiful, beautiful story if you look past the numbers and try to understand what are these numbers telling me? What did you learn from the survey uh, about what could be done better? What are the strengths and opportunities that you see as a result of the survey that could be brought to bear? I prefer to actually look at the comments. Um, The numbers, while telling, I get more value in my role of reading the comments. And so we ask three questions. What do you like best about working at Nemours? What recommendations, what opportunities does Nemours have to be a better place to work? And please tell us the factors about whether you stay or you leave Nemours. Even though we don't ever want anyone to leave, I think really the question that I'm trying to solicit through that is why are you here? Why are you staying? So when we look at our opportunities, those areas of defect, if you will, let's build on our strengths to fix those problems, right? So I wanted to give that context because that's why even though there was a lot of information, I theme it from that perspective. So our strengths are not going to surprise anyone. Our people love our patients and our families. They're deeply, deeply mission-oriented. And this is not just clinical. Clinical, non-clinical, patient-facing, behind the scenes. Overwhelmingly, people buy into this mission. They buy into this vision of creating the healthiest generation of children and want to be a part of it. Our standards of behavior and our culture help to support that supportive team-based environment. And those aren't my words. Those are words that our associates were telling us. But we do have some opportunities. There is still opportunities to clarify expectation and how it connects to the future of Nemours because we are shifting, right? We're shifting away from traditional fee-for-service models to value-based care. We're starting to go outside the walls of our facilities and 
challenge ourselves in a different way. How do we influence children's health? While health care and delivering great world-class quaternary tertiary care wellness visits are a piece of it, how do we help impact those children who will never cross the doors of a nurse facility? That's exciting, but it's different. And our associates don't really understand the connection of what that means for them day to day. So we have an opportunity to continue to do things like we're doing in this podcast, make those connection points about how daily functioning relates to well beyond medicine. Our teams need resources. I will be completely transparent. Like many institutions, the great resignation has hit us. We have some vacancies that we're working diligently to fill. But with that comes, that deep commitment also means when we don't have enough staff, people will run the risk of burning out because they're trying so hard without the appropriate resources. So we need to do a better job at giving them the resources they need for the opportunity to do their best work, which I think ties into really the third opportunity that we saw. How do we continually look at our systems and make sure that they are giving our associates the opportunity to do their best and are not impacting their workload or their well-being in a negative way? And so with that, obviously at the local levels, managers will be working with their teams to address those issues at a leadership level, concentrated focus. And then part of my team's role is to continue to go through these comments, interpret the data and make recommendations from an enterprise perspective so that we're addressing these issues from those things that are, for lack of better terms, low hanging fruit that we can fix at the local level, but also at the same time, making sure that we're addressing the systemic issues that get in the way of our associates being able to do their best. A lot of steps to be taken next. Um, what happens next? You alluded to it just now, um, talking and taking it to the local level, to the manager level. How is that all rolling out and what time frame are we seeing for some of these changes to take place? It's variable, right? Because engagement, while it's about that emotional connection, your emotional connection may be different than my emotional connection. So there's no one-size-fits-all approach to engagement. In the most simplistic terms of trying to address something very complex, our managers, as long as they have more than five people respond to the survey, either who directly report to them or through their span of influence, can go in and look at their data. They can see the numbers. They can see the comments. Everything is de-identified. You know, so no manager is going to know who said what so that they get a good understanding of the current state of their team. And our team teaches education sessions. We help support managers if they reach out for consults. But the first thing that we ask to happen at the local level is that you review those results as a team. So teams come together, look at the result, have an honest, courageous conversation about where we are, what we do well, where we have opportunities an action plan. There can be very, very tiny, small things that can have a huge impact on engagement. I worked with a team recently whose engagement scores had dropped. And so we went in and I asked the manager to engage in the, the state of the team conversation. And I noticed that the leader was trying to problem solve, figure out how to fix it. And I said, no leader, we all need to fix it together because this impacts all of us. And it was something really simple. The staff was a little frustrated with the way the schedule worked. And they said, we think we could do it better. The manager was like, you really want to do the schedule? And they were given their parameters. The associates did it. They love it. And lo and behold, we saw an increase on the engagement scores over something small because you can only take so many paper cuts per day before it gets a little frustrating. 
So that's what we asked at the local level. What are those small things within the sphere of your influence that can be impactful? My team also, what we do is for people who have a hundred or more people in their roll-up, so we're looking director levels and higher, we systematically meet with them, review their data, give some insights, help them do some action planning. And then we also do that at the executive level just to give some insights. And we've had a variety of things come out of this survey. The DRIVE task force was feedback from associates. Our Nemours Kudos platform was based on feedback from associates. Nemours Now came to being because of feedback from associates. The Physician Leadership Development Program was from feedback from our associates. The Nemours Leader Program, feedback from associates. And sometimes those take a long time to build. It takes 18 months to build a curriculum. And so slowly but surely, we begin to address these issues that we see at a systemic level. Some of the optimization to Epic has come directly out of feedback from associates. I could go on and on and on and bore people to death. But to say that we do read it, I read every single comment that comes in, including the tongue-in-cheek ones where people say, no one reads these, or they'll say, call me at this number. And I do. So we are reading them all and we have great conversations from it. It just takes time, right, to address the broader issues. Um, At the local levels, there's a lot of quick wins that I think can make someone stay just a little bit easier, a little bit better, and that'll help move the needle. Dr. Allison Kraft is the Director of Culture and Talent Development for Nemours Children's Health. She is based in Florida. Managers and directors are encouraged to review the results of the latest associate engagement survey with their teams and may access results for their specific teams at namours.mygallup.com. That's namours.mygallup.com. Anyone with questions or comments about the survey can send those to associate engagement team at nemours.org. That's associate engagement team, all one word, at nemours.org. The Champions for Children podcast is looking for new podcast ideas, and some of the best of them come from individual associates like you. Let's hear from you at podcast at nemours.org. That's podcast at nemours.org. We record remotely and at your convenience. Reach out today so we can schedule some time with you and your team to tell your Nemours story. Our production team this week includes Cheryl Munn, Che Parker, Rachel Salas-Silverman, Savannah Pettit, Peter Adebi, and Deb Griffin. You can listen to the podcast on Nemoorsnet, the Nemours Now app, your favorite podcast app, or your smart speaker. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. On behalf of Dr. Allison Kraft, I'm Carol Vassar, and we thank you for listening to this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, please stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve.